0: It's 10 o'clock from WDBX Carbondale. Time for...
1: Okay, boomer.
0: The Christmas edition. We'll be talking about that right now. Let's relay to you from Victorian England our best wishes for the holiday season. Merry
2: Christmas, Uncle. And to you too, Pratchett. Uh, thank you, sir. Get out, I say. And a Happy New Year. Oh, Merry Christmas. Bah. Humbug.
0: That's Basil Rathbone in a 1942 version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And as you've heard, Rathbone made the perfect Scrooge. We'll be hearing that in a few minutes. And now something uh, Scrooge wouldn't approve of at least at the beginning of that play, volunteering. You know, you have to find someone. Those meals have to get out, so. That's Becky Salazar of the Egypt Area Agency on Aging, and she's talking about meals sent from senior centers to people's homes. They need volunteers. We'll be hearing from her in a few minutes. Speaking of which, there are some people, and I'm talking about volunteers, this festive season, oh, I'm so excited, this festive season who are happy to volunteer to take your money.
3: And I buy and occasionally even sell something and in doing that, I ran into a lot of different scams. Jay
0: Bussler, the West Frankfurt scam fighter, will be hearing from him, too. Plus, Bob and Marsha Smith will teach you a lot about the holidays. For instance, do you know the birthday of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Hmm? Also on this edition of OK Boomer, we'll hear Bobby Kennedy at a press conference. That's right, he'll be at a press conference, but it'll be a type of press conference you'd never heard before. The holiday edition of OK Boomer is next. And now Boomer News. The country is struggling with inflation, but America will survive and prosper and so will older adults. That's from AARP. Terry Savage, she told hundreds of AARP Illinois members last week at the first ever Maximizing Your Money Summit in Chicago. In her keynote address to nearly 300 older adults held at the University of Illinois, Chicago, Savage offered financial tips on topics especially important for those 50 and older. Here are a few of those tips. Six-month Treasury bills are a worthwhile and safe investment at this time, with a minimum purchase of $100 and no state tax. They're available at treasurydirect.gov. That's treasurydirect.gov, and as of last week, offered 4.7% interest. And if at all possible, do not take Social Security early. Now, you gain 8% a year by waiting until the year 70 and have a higher base for future cost of living allowances. Also, another tip, traditional Medicare is better for older adults than Medicare Advantage, that according to the AARP. So what happens if a local senior citizen center prepares a meal for a, uh, say, a shut-in and a volunteer gets sick and can't deliver the food? That would be especially bad over the holidays, now, wouldn't it? That's why Becky Salazar of the Egyptian Area Agency on Aging says that her office is always looking for volunteers.
4: We always need need that as uh, persons get sick or persons uh, move on to another type of work. We're always needing those. And then in the lower 13 counties, each county has a senior center, and um, anytime someone doesn't show up, it's we you know you have to find someone. Those meals have to get out. So. Um, it's it's something that they don't just not deliver them that day these people rely on the meals so uh, so we always can use volunteers
0: volunteers serve at senior sites assisting with meal delivery crafts and other activities they also assist in schools food pantries and thrift shops and there are additional volunteer spots working in crafts with ham radios and in helping with benefit programs for more information call RSVP at 618-985-8311 that's 618-985-8311. you need a new P- PC as your, your, your old PC wearing out like mine is? Well, according to a recent International Data Corporation forecast, the PC and tablet markets are expected to shrink. Shipments for tablets and PCs will decline almost 12% in 2022 and are expected to decline further in 2023 but excess inventory is already forcing suppliers to heavily discount products and shift from the premium segment to more mid-range products. That's according to analysts. On the other hand, the report states that tablet and PC shipments will continue to remain above pre-pandemic levels, but uncertain economic conditions will threaten inventory and increase market saturation next year. The IDC says the reality is that both PC and tablet makers will struggle in the coming months as not only are volumes expected to decline, but so will average selling prices. For instance, in October of this year, IDC reported that tablet shipments were down 8.8%, signaling the fifth straight quarter of the tablet market's decline. This market contraction followed two years of massive growth, which can be mostly attributed to economic factors. And turning to another economic factor, postage. Get ready to pay a little more for first class postage stamps. The Postal Service has announced it will once again raise the cost of mailing a letter. Currently, a first class mail forever stamp costs 60 cents, but on January 22, 2023, and mark that on your calendar, the price will rise to. 63 cents. That's a three cent increase. The amount reflects an overall 4.2 percent change in postage increases. This and other recent price hikes on postage stamps are part of Postmaster General Louis DeJoy's 10-year plan to reduce the USPS's massive debt, which totaled $188 billion at the end of the fiscal year 2020. The Government Accountability Office attributed the debt and unfunded, li- uh, unfunded liabilities largely to underfunding of pensions and retiree health care benefits. Other measures to chip away at the debt include lengthening delivery times and cutting back on post office operating hours. Ever since October 2021, delivery times have been lengthened for around one-third of the USPS's volume. Parcels, letters, and magazines now take up to five days to arrive versus the two or three days it took before that change. Well, I had it and a lot of other people had it and have it. Long COVID. The diagnosis and treatment of long COVID syndrome, LCS, are still very difficult. In several studies, scientists found new evidence of triggers for fatigue following COVID-19 infection. They showed that an exaggerated anti-inflammatory response is likely to be responsible for LCS. Today, millions of people suffer from long COVID syndrome, which significantly affects their quality of life. However, it is not easy to diagnose and treat due to a lack of understanding of the underlying disease mechanisms. Long COVID has played a role in more than 3,500 deaths in the U.S., according to the CDC. The tally is less than 1% of all deaths linked to the coronavirus, but it shows that it is possible to die from lingering symptoms after infection. I got COVID. I, I barely felt ill, but I had serious problems with insomnia, and then I couldn't sleep enough, and I had brain fog. And we're going to be featuring some of this brain fog next week during the best of 2022, when I had some brain fog on the air. Kicked in, kicked out, forgot the call letters, forgot the name my own, of my own program, but what the hey? This is community radio, and now, once again, we talk with Jay Busler, who spends a lot of his time at the West Frankfurt Senior Center, and when he 's not at the center he 's riding his bike, working out, and attending online auctions
3: and i 've uh, from time to time sold a little bit of uh, some items i 'm kind of an auction hound. And I buy and occasionally even sell something. And in doing that, I've ran into a lot of different scams. There are generally people, I suspect, from third world countries, maybe Nigeria, uh, maybe even uh, India, or hey, they might be just right across town. You never know. But uh, an example would be if I with selling, say, uh, say I'm selling a clock on the Internet, and I get a message from someone. Say I've got it listed on Craigslist, and I get a, a, a message from someone, and they say, hey, I like the clock, and, boy, it's in really good shape. I'm going to give you, you're asking $200 for it. I'm going to give you $250 for it but uh... i'm going to be out of town so what i want to do is send you a check and you take that check and uh... take out for the clock the two hundred and the extra fifty and i'm going to include a thousand dollars for my mover to come and pick it up well that should be a red flag to anyone but uh... there's a lot of people that fall for stuff like that what they do is they send you a phony cashiers check money order something like that and they'll tell you they'll say hey you get that check uh, cash it wait a few days and then send my mover but I want you to send it to him by Western Union and uh, he'll come and pick that item up well it sounds you know (laughs) sounds a little phony but you never know what they do is they send you a cashier's check it's phony and it will come by priority mail generally well they can track priority mail they know when you get it well as soon as you get it they call you and they say hey um, I see uh, I see you got my check Uh, I want to send my mover to pick that up can you send him the thousand or twelve hundred dollars would send it via Western Union or Walmart gift cards, something like that. Well, you might tell them, hey, you said to keep this check five or six days before I did anything. And they would probably say something like, well, this clock is for a gift for my daughter, and I need to get her pretty quick, and I've checked my bank, and the funds are in the bank. Uh, well, in, the, in with a uh, cashier's check, that wouldn't be what they would be telling you. But they'll try to get you to move fast and go to Walmart or something, send uh, the 1000 or $1,200 to some address. It might be in Texas. It might be you never know where. And exactly how they do the pickup of the check and all of that. But I have talked to several people that have been scammed or someone in their family actually fell for that. I mean, the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it's, it's probably probably not true. You hear that all the time, but I tell you what, people need to remember that. If it sounds too good, it's probably a scam.
0: That's Jay Bussler from the West Frankfurt Senior Citizen Center, who rides bikes around, does a lot of exercising, and fights scammers. Okay, astronomical winter officially begins tomorrow and jack frost will arrive in full force even here in southern Illinois. Temperatures will take a polar plunge this week and even Florida won't be spared thanks to a strong high-pressure system sliding south from Canada. The Climate Prediction Center says very cold Arctic air masses will envelop much of the central and eastern half of the nation during a 2 long week period, including the busy holiday travel season. From Idaho to Minnesota, temperatures ranged from 10 to 30 degrees below average starting Sunday. By today, that bitter cold has spread from Washington to Wisconsin and down through Texas and will become very extreme with some areas reaching 45 below normal. That's 45 degrees below normal. Now, right now, a cold front is stretching from Lake Michigan to west of St. Louis and it's heading towards us. Uh, No precipitation has been reported over Illinois as of yet. Let's take a look at the forecast. Weather. Well, we're looking at uh, a high today of 37, rather 44 degrees. We have 37 now, overnight low of 24 for today in Carbondale in southern Illinois. Wednesday 43 and 36 highs and lows, a 25% chance of precipitation. Thursday, this is when it's going to hit the fan, the cold fronts going to come through. The temperature will start out at 42 degrees and by the next morning it will be negative four. This will be accompanied by winds out of the west at 22 miles per hour peaks. It'll be shifting around to the north as the cold front comes. And we're looking at a near 100% chance of precipitation. Now Thursday it might start raining, then we'll have freezing rain perhaps, and then snow. By Friday morning it'll be negative four degrees. Friday, the high will be nine. Overnight low will be two. Saturday, Christmas Eve, 18 and five. High 18, low five. And then Sunday, Christmas, a high of 23, an overnight low of 13. And because all this snow came in and it still will be remaining cold from the time it snows on Thursday, we're going to have snow on the ground. So it will be a it will be a mm, festive holiday, snowy, white stuff Christmas.
4: Okay, Boomer.
0: Okay, kid. Now, while we're talking about the subject of Christmas, let's deal with one topic that everyone's been waiting for since the introduction. And uh, Marcia Smith will be asking Bob Smith on the offer app this salient question.
5: Okay, Boomer. Okay, kid. You know the birthday of Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer?
6: No. Take a guess. Oh, he was born on Christmas Day. Yes,
5: very good. Okay, I figure that makes That's sense. That's deduction, Bob. Good for you.
6: Thank you. <laughs> now, let's talk about the Yule log. Where does that come from?
5: Ah, uh, the Yule log. And it's
6: a pre Christian tradition. Yeah. It comes from Scandinavia. Yeah. Okay where a log was burned at the end of each year as a way of doing away with the old year's evil and to rekindle the hearth fire, which was the center of family life. Uh The Vikings carried the custom to Europe, where firewood that burned during the holy night on Christmas Day took on special significance. So with great ceremony, families chose the biggest log they could find, sometimes the whole trunk of a tree, and brought it into the house.
5: (laughs) Oh, those Vikings. If they're not slaughtering, they're they're making They're bringing
6: entire trees into the house. And each year, a part of the Yule log was saved to light for the next season's fire, and its ashes were scattered to bring good luck. So that was the tradition of the Yule log came okay. from Scandinavia. There's a, all those traditions and, uh, come from all over the world. You
5: have a whole Christmas file over there, Bob. Yes, I do. For good Lord. <laughs> Any good trivia expert would
6: have. Okay. Uh, according to legend, what holiday goodies were shaped to resemble a shepherd's staff, as a way? Candy to re- canes. That's exactly right. As a way to remind children of the shepherds who visited baby Jesus, because candy canes go back centuries and centuries and uh-huh. centuries. All right. what well-known Christmas Carol became the first song ever broadcast from space in 1965 in
5: space the first oh
6: we talked about it last week on the show
5: yeah so why are we talking about it again?
6: Because this is the first Christmas Carol broadcast a, from, from space
5: space okay um, I think I could remember last week was it uh, religious or holidayish
6: It was holiday-ish.
5: Jingle bells Jingle
6: bells, yeah <laughs> Which doesn't mention Christmas And our friend Stephen Short Who was listening to the show in San Francisco Said it doesn't mention Thanksgiving either, Bob
5: Yeah, yeah it, was, it just, was written for Thanksgiving It was written for
6: Thanksgiving But it's just about jingle bells yeah. Let's go to yeah. Grandma's house And yeah. have a good time And yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah
5: Let's hang out with the bells Now,
6: here's another question Twas the night before Christmas We talked about that That was originally published under what name? What was the original name of that poem?
5: Why would I know that?
6: Because you are married to me. <laughs> we made this clear a while ago.
5: I have no idea.
6: Okay. Twas the Night Before Christmas was originally published as A Visit from St. Nicholas. That's the name of the poem. Okay. Originally. A visit.
5: That makes sense.
6: We take the first verse, the first line of the first yes. verse, and we say, well, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Twas the Night Before Christmas.
5: Uh-huh. Well...
6: Okay, and here's my question. My <laughs> last question for you on the rapid round of Christmas. Okay, Christmas
5: Wh- the rapid round of
6: rapid Christmas. The <laughs> rapid round of Christmas questions. Thank Here you. Here we go. This is the final. Are Th- you ready? Thank you, or Elmar. Or should I say, are you ready? What holiday movie sequel includes a cameo by a future president? Oh, actually, it was Donald Trump. And what was the movie? Home Alone. Home Alone 2.
5: Okay. Yeah,
6: featured a cameo by Donald Trump.
5: All right, I got
6: it. All right. Now, you've got something to wrap it up, Marsh?
5: I do. My, my final question, Bob, is can you tell me who was Virginia O'Hanlon?
6: That must have been the, yes, Virginia, there oh, is a Santa d- Claus.
5: Boy, you just went right there, didn't you? Well,
6: Virginia, Christmas, Santa Claus, of course. <sighs> I, I believe in Santa Claus.
5: Well so do I I
6: believe in Virginia
5: she is uh, she is the eight-year-old girl who in 1897 wrote a letter to the editor of the New York Sun and she asked him to please tell the truth is there really a Santa Claus and I read his response every Christmas every year I just <laughs> do, do yeah it was a long lengthy uh, wonderful response but I'd like to have just the first two paragraphs. That's how I'd like to end the show. And because I know I'll cry, I want you to read it.
6: Oh, really? Okay. Okay.
5: I got it here. It's just those first two paragraphs with the parentheses.
6: Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They've been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except what they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours man is a mere insect, an ant, in his intellect as compared with the boundless world around him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith, then no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. No Santa Claus? Thank God he lives, and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood.
5: Amen. Okay, Bob, thanks. That is some
6: letter, and that's only an excerpt from
5: it. I know. Thanks for reading that.
6: That's from the New York Sun, September 21st, 1897.
5: As I sit here weeping
6: (laughs) uncontrollably. (laughs) Well, that's it for this Christmas edition of The Off-Ramp. We hope you and yours have a wonderful holiday if you celebrate it. And we hope you'll join us again when we come back for another episode. I'm Bob Smith. I'm Marcia Smith. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye-bye. The Off-Ramp is produced in association
0: with CPL Radio and the Cedarbrook Public Library, Cedarbrook, Wisconsin. And a Merry Christmas to you, Bob and Marsha. They're going to be visiting relatives, and we keep in touch every single week. Is that okay with you, mister? Okay, Boomer. Okay, mister. Now, let's take a look at the days when we were so little that we had no interest in rock and roll music. But then we heard this music later on, and we, we kind of fell in love with it. Chuck Berry is the person we're going to be talking about. Roger Ramjet, and uh, as we know, Roger Ramjet went to SIU. He's a broadcaster, spent decades in it. Uh, He looked like the cartoon character Roger Ramjet. That's why he calls himself that. He's going to talk now about Chuck Berry. Today
7: brings the first of 15 songs from 1957, and Chuck Berry, who has five songs on my favorite list, is back with rock and roll music. The song was a hit for Chuck on both the R&B chart where it peaked at number 6 and the pop chart where it peaked at number 8. There have been a lot of cover versions of this classic song which was written by Chuck. The Beatles cover did not chart in the United States, but it was a big hit for them in Europe and Australia. The Beach Boys charted with their version in 1976, peaking a few notches higher than the original at number 5 on the pop chart. In 2004, Rolling Stone listed rock and roll music as song number 128 on their 50 greatest hits of all time. Here's Chuck Berry with rock and roll music.
0: Chuck Berry, rock and roll music from the 1950s. It's time now to go to our WDBX, Convention and Visitor Center, and check in with Rob and Bob about the most popular job of the holidays.
5: Hello lady,
8: hello lady, hello lady. I wanna be a Walmart greeter. I wanna line up all those carts. I wanna say good day to all the folks who pay. And welcome to your fine Walmart. And really mean it. Look out for falling prices. Cause one might hit you in the head. I wanna be a Walmart greeter. Cause I can be one till I'm dead. Hello, lady. Hello, lady. Hello,
9: lady.
5: It's the White Raven from the hot, hot, hot Louisiana gumbo pot right here on WDBX, Sundays, 12 to 2. Join me and all the gumbo pot heads where I'll be bringing you all the best music from Louisiana, New Orleans, the bayou with a little bit of Delta Blues thrown in for good measure. So while you swamp rats, grab your Zydeco shoes, meet me in the gumbo pot at high noon. We always pass a good time, chef. Peace, love, and Zydeco.
2: hot. Mm-hmm, gumbo
0: and now okay, Boomer. Boomer. okay, okay. And now we're going to talk to somebody who's going to talk to RFK. Here he is. And I was
10: sitting here with my partner, Mr. Earl Dowd. Good evening. And also with Mr Westbrook Van Warriors, Mr. John St. Ledger, and Mr. John Cameron Swayze. And the five of us are going to conduct a series of simulated press conferences. We've taken the actual recorded voices of the president and other prominent political people, and we've put their answers with questions entirely of our own making. Well, why did we ever do a thing like that? Well, I don't know, but I think it sounds much more interesting this way. Gentlemen, who are we scheduled to interview next? I've been waiting around now for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Our next guest is the junior senator from New York. Senator, first we'd like to welcome you here today. We hope this will be a happy interview. No, well, I mean, that's... I don't think that that would be... I doubt if it will be. <laughs> uh, Senator, is the father of nine children and a devoted family man, we'd like to thank you for taking the time out to come and speak with us here. I'm delighted to see uh, so many grown-ups all in one room. <laughs> We continue the questioning with Mr. Swayze. Senator, I wonder if we might switch for just a moment and keep the door open. Well, sir, we normally close the door for silence. You understand. I'm in favor of keeping that door open.
8: All right, we'll keep the door open. Thank you very much. Mr. Van Voorhees. Senator, as an out-of-stater, some people have questioned your motives for coming into New York. I grew up here in the state of New York. Well then, obviously it does have meaning for you. What exactly is New York to you and your wife, Ethel? Something that we will hand over to our children.
10: (laughs) Mr. St. Ledger,
7: Uh, now that you're a senator, you must have some very, very exciting and vital things you plan on doing for the people of New York.
10: No, I have no plans. Surely, <laughs> se- surely, Senator, you have some ideas. I just have no plans. <laughs> well, what do the people of New York need? Well, I think you'd have to ask them, <laughs> Senator. If we can, uh, if we can look ahead for just a moment, uh, do you think your brother Teddy will one day be president? If he wants to uh, join me and where I'm going, I'd be glad to have him along. <laughs> Well then, if I I correctly interpret what you've just said, uh, when would you like to be president? Now... Well, I think you know it can't be done that quickly. 1965, 1966? No, obviously you can't run for president until 1968. I don't think that's fair. (laughs) It's been rumored that you're carrying on a feud with the President. Now, of course, none of us happen to believe that. Didn't you pay him a visit just recently? A few days ago. Did you have a nice friendly chat with the President? I showed up and he
8: had guards to keep me out.
9: <laughs>
8: we understood, sir, that on a recent tour of the Western United States, you visited Mount Rushmore. I did, yes. With the great heads of Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln carved into the mountainside. That's correct. And as you stood there gazing up at that monument, did any particular thoughts come to mind? I'd like to be a part of that.
10: (laughs) Senator. Many thanks for being with us this evening. Thank you very much. Incidentally, due to your heavy schedule, we almost took it upon ourselves to cancel this interview entirely. I would have been delighted. And
0: <laughs> well, that's one interview you're not going to forget with Robert F. Kennedy. And now it's time for Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge in his Counting House. And we have one of the great actors of the time in the 1930s and 40s, Basil Rathbone. Now, when I was a little kid, I'd go to our hi-fi set and drop the needle onto the record. And you'd hear these little noises. And then a Christmas carol would appear.
2: The scene is London, many years ago. It's Christmas Eve, cold, bleak, and biting weather. We follow a hearty young man with glowing red cheeks into a court surrounded by old-fashioned offices. Candles flare in the windows like ruddy smears. The young man stops at a warehouse door. Above it is a weather-beaten old sign which reads, Scrooge and Marley, peek in at the window. There is Scrooge, sitting in his counting house, hard and sharp as flint self-contained and solitary as an oyster. The inner door of his office is open so that Scrooge can keep his eye on his faithful clerk, Bob Cratchit. If we were the young gentleman outside, I'm sure that glimpse in the window would make us change our minds. But not Fred. That's the young gentleman's name. He bursts open the door, stamps the slush from his feet, and calls out in a cheery voice, (coughs) Merry Christmas, Uncle, and God save you. Christmas? I'm back. Oh. Oh, it's you, Fred. I dunno no one else but let in so much cold and damp. What right have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Oh, come now. What right have you to be so dismal? You're rich enough. Very well then, nephew. What good has Christmas ever done you? It's never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I admit. But I've always thought of Christmas time as a good time, a time of peace on earth and goodwill to all mankind. And so I say, God bless it. Bah! Oh, don't be angry, Uncle. Come, dine with us tomorrow. I'll see you. Oh, in... come now, Betsy asks you most especially. Bah! I'm not coming. Good night. I'm sorry to find you so resolute, Uncle. Oh, get out. Very well. Merry Christmas, Uncle. And to you too, Cratchit. Uh, Thank you, sir. Get out, I say. And a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Bah. Humbug. Well, Cratchit. Well, see who it is. Uh, uh, Yes, sir. Don't leave him standing out there all night. Uh, No, sir. Uh, Please to step inside, sir. Thank you. Well, 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 well. What do you want? Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Which have I the pleasure of addressing? Mr. Marley has been dead for seven years, sir. He died seven years ago this very night.
7: Oh, I'm distressed to hear it, my dear Mr. Scrooge. At this festive season of the year, we would like to make some provision for the poor and destitute. Are there
2: no prisons, no workhouses? Let them go there.
7: Oh, I know you're not in earnest, Mr. Scrooge. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. Uh, you mean you wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left
2: alone. Good night.
7: Oh, I see. Good night, sir.
2: Charity. Bah, humbug. Cratchit. Cratchit! Uh, yes, sir? Cratchit, time to close up. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. You, uh... You'll want all day tomorrow, I suppose. Mr. Scrooge, sir, it, it's only once a year... Oh, that's and... a poor excuse for picking a man's pockets every 25th of December. Huh. Day's wages for no work. No. You'd better come in around four. There are some accounts I want to go over. Very well, sir. Well, I'm going. Don't leave anything unlocked. A good night, sir. And a Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Christmas. Bah! Hmm. Huh. Colder. Snowing hard, eh? Well, i better go round to the White Hart and have me supper. Bah! The whole place is a bedlam. Christmas. Bah! Humbug! That's what it is. Humbug! It's snowing harder than ever. Atrocious steak and kidney pie they had tonight. Enough to poison a man. The courtyard's dark tonight. All the other lodgers have gone off somewhere celebrating the holidays. Bah. Funny the way that knocker shines. Strange. Where's my key? That knocker. It's a... Uh, it's Marley's face. Impossible. Yes, it is. Pigtail and all. Marley's face. No, it isn't. It's the knocker, of course it's the knocker. Oh, <laughs> that steak and kidney pie must have been bad. Huh. Twelve o'clock. Better get into the house. Huh. Sounds empty. The whole house empty. The hall so dark, the stairs so wide. Marley died seven years ago. Seven years ago tonight. And in these very chambers... Uh, you afraid to go up those stairs? Oh, come along, Ebenezer Scrooge. Stairs. How oh, they squeak. There's a draft, cold draft. Smells queer like the grave. It's so dark I can't see the door. Ah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, here it is. That smell. I'll lock it out. There now. Can't get in. Nothing can get in here. What's that? Someone's burst the cellar door open. Someone's coming up the stairs. Chains! He's dragging chains! He's coming here! I don't believe it! He can't get in, the door's bolted! He's coming through the door! It... It's Marley! Marley! With a chain around his middle. He's dragging a chain. Wait! It's not Marley! I can see the door through it. It... It's Marley's ghost. What... What do you want with me?
1: Much. Who are you? In life I was your partner, Jacob Marley. You don't believe in me.
2: Well, no. No, I don't.
1: What makes you doubt your senses?
2: Because little things upset me. It's like disorder of the stomach. You may be a bit of undigested beef. A crumb of cheese or an underdone potato. Oh, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. For heaven's sake, have mercy.
1: Ebenezer Scrooge, do you believe in me?
2: I do. I do. I must. But, uh, why does your spirit walk the earth? You're fettered, Marley. Tell me why.
1: I wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link. I girded it on of my own
2: free will. I've never seen a chain like that before. Must be very heavy.
1: Heavy? Don't you feel the weight of the chains you bear yourself?
2: My chains? Oh, no, 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 I'm afraid. Jacob Marley, speak a word of comfort to me.
1: I have none to give. I can't rest. I can't stay. I can't linger anywhere.
2: But uh, you uh, you were always a good businessman, Jacob.
1: Business? Ah. Mankind was my business. Charity, mercy... Benevolence for all my business. Hear me. My time is nearly gone.
2: I will. I will. But uh, uh, don't be too hard on me, Jacob.
1: I'm here to warn you that you may yet escape my fate. Ah, You were always a good friend to me, Jacob. You will be haunted. Haunted by three spirits. Three? uh,
2: I'd really rather not.
1: Expect the first tonight when the bell tolls one. Expect the second the next night at the same hour.
2: Couldn't I I take them all at once? The
1: third will come the next night, and the last stroke of twelve has ceased to toll. Now I must depart.
2: Where are you going? The door's not that way.
1: I go to join my fellows.
2: The window's opening. Oh, those voices floating past. What are they? Those are the lost souls. Goodbye, Ebenezer
1: Scrooge. I warned you. I shan't come again.
2: Ooh. Ooh. It's cold. Fire's out. Ghosts. Huh. Well, you never know. I'd better get into bed. the curtain in my bed. Who? What are you? What do you see? The figure of a child, but the hair is white with age, a branch of holly in your right hand. And my face. Look at my face. It's familiar. Familiar and at the same time strange. It is the face of everyone
8: you have ever known. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Rise and walk with me. This way. Out of the window. Why not? Come.
2: Well, but uh, I'm a mortal.
8: I'm liable to fall. Bear but a touch of my hand here upon your heart, and you'll be upheld in more than this.
2: Come. It's an open road. An open country road. Good heavens. I know this place. I was a boy here. I remember. Oh, I remember so many things. You remember the way? Huh. I could walk it blindfolded. Strange to have forgotten it for so many years. There, look up ahead. It's the old schoolhouse, and here come the boys going home for Christmas. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But the
8: school isn't quite deserted. A solitary little boy, neglected by his friends, is left behind.
2: Yes, I remember my uh, my father. He uh, he didn't like children. Come, we'll go in. Oh, same old schoolroom, bleak and bare. And
8: there. That lonely little fellow reading with a feeble fire? You remember him? Why, wait, it's me! Fallen asleep over my book, poor little shaver. Look, the door is opening. A little girl in coat and bonnet is coming in. It's my
2: sister, Fan, little Fan. Fan?
4: Why, it's little Fan. Yes, I've come to bring you home. Home? I'm going home for good and all. Isn't it wonderful? Father is so much kinder than he used to be and we're to have Christmas together and you're never coming back here. Never, never.
2: God bless her, Van. She, uh, she died, you know. She
8: died a woman, Scrooge, and had children. While she lived, she had a home. She was happy.
2: Stop, spirit. Don't torture me. I've seen enough. Take me home. Take me home again. Take me home. Why? Why, I'm alone. In my bedroom. I... Oh, I'm weary. Sleep, sleep. I must sleep. uh, uh, What's that? Clock struck. Clock struck one. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. It's time for him to appear, the second one. Why, there's a light in the sitting room.
7: Enter, Ebenezer Scrooge. But
2: but this isn't my room. What have you done to it?
7: An awful mess. (laughs) It's jollier, don't you think? I've transformed it with holly and ivy and mistletoe and a great fire roaring up the chimney. But look here, piles of turkeys and geese and barrels of oysters and wreaths of sausages, mince pies, plum puddings. But come in, man, come in and know me better. Who
2: are you? Why, you look like Father Christmas himself. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Spirit, take me where you will. If you have aught to teach me, let me profit by it.
7: Then touch my robe. Hold fast, Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) See, it's Christmas morning. People are shoveling snow from the pavement in front of their doors and from the tops of their houses, But come, the steeples are calling all good people to church. Here they come in their best clothes and their gayest faces. And so they gather to worship the spirit of Christ, in whose name we celebrate this day. But first we go to visit the Cratchits.
2: You mean Bob Cratchit, my clerk? Even so,
7: for his is a family that understands the meaning of the word Christmas.
4: We're almost done, Mother. Don't let them boil over. I've been to the bakers and smelled the goose. Oh, that's nice, dear. Wherever's your precious father and your brother, Tiny Tim, and Martha? Surely they're not going to keep her working on Christmas Day. Here's Martha, Mother. She's coming now. Hello, Mother. Martha. Hello, youngsters. Oh, Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> we thought maybe you weren't coming. Look, look, there's Father coming. He's riding Tiny Tim on his shoulder. Hide, Martha, hide. We'll tell him you can't come. <laughs> All right.
7: Hello, Mother.
4: Hello, dear.
7: Uh, Where's our Martha?
4: She's not coming.
7: Martha not coming on Christmas Day?
4: Here I am, Father. (laughs) They're just fooling. (laughs) Martha. (laughs) Martha, help me down. How's my Tiny Tim? You children run along and get the goose. We're going to get the goose. (laughs) I'll go and have a look at the plum pudding. Wanna come, Tiny Tim? Wanna come? Mm, That's the boy. Here's your crutch. How did little Tim behave?
7: Uh, Good as gold, Mother.
8: He told me coming home he hoped the people in church saw him because he was a cripple and they might like to remember on Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see.
4: Oh, Bob, if only we could do something to the little fellow. Yes. If we only had some money. Oh, I'm so afraid.
2: Shh, here he comes back.
4: Here's the goose. Ain't he a whopper?
7: How about a taste of hot punch to warm us up, eh? (laughs) Some for every one of us. Here you are, Mother, and tiny Tim, too. Now, hold fast. Up you go on Daddy's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Now then, a toast.
9: A toast. To Mr.
7: Scrooge, the founder of the feast.
4: Oh, that old skinflint. Mother,
7: on Christmas and before the children.
4: Oh, very well. Here's to him.
7: And now then, a Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. Merry
4: Christmas. Christmas. God bless us, everyone.
7: My time is almost over. It is the quarter before midnight.
2: Uh, Forgive me if I ask, but what is that protruding from beneath your cloak? A claw or a foot?
7: I have shown you the beautiful side of Christmas, but there is still ugliness in the world. I try to hide it. But here, beneath my cloak,
2: look! A boy! A boy and a girl! Yellow, ragged, wolfish, who are they?
7: The boy is ignorance, the girl is want. Beware, O oh man, for on their brows is written the word doom, unless the writing be erased. Have
2: they no refuge? No resource?
7: Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? Remember your words? Oh,
2: no, no! That's too cruel. He's gone. I'm back. Back in my rooms again. Alone. No, no. There's a mist. A phantom draped and hooded. You are the ghost of Christmas yet to come? He doesn't answer. Ghost of the future. I fear you more than any specter I have seen. Lead on. I'm prepared to bear you company. We're standing in the street. I know, spirit. We're outside this house. You point to a group of men. They're looking up at the windows.
10: Well, old Scratch got his own at last, eh? When did he die? Last night, I believe. What's he done with his money? I haven't heard. He can't take it with him, that's certain.
2: Who's this coming out of the house now? Why, it's the charwoman and the undertaker's men. They're both carrying bundles. Quick, before someone sees us.
4: What have you got in your bundle, eh? Go ahead and tell me what are you afraid of?
1: A seal or two, a pair of sleeve buttons and a brooch. What have you got?
4: Two old silver teaspoons and his bed curtains. Here, look. Bed
1: curtains? You mean you took
4: them down with him lying there? And why not? And here's
1: his blankets. That's a good one. You're a wonder, (laughs) you are.
2: (laughs) Spirit, spirit, it's too terrible. To lie alone like that, not a man woman, a child to say a kind word for him. Oh, let me see some tenderness connected with death, oh spirit, or this dark scene will haunt me forever. Your hey, garment spreads like wings, it covers this place of terror, it unfolds and reveals another house. Mrs. Cratchit is sitting by the fireplace, the children are still as statues in a corner. But where's Tiny Tim? I don't see him.
4: Tim, my little Tim. Don't cry, Mother. Don't. I, I'm not crying, dear. It's the light. It hurts my eyes. Well, where's your father? He, he's passed his time. I think he walks a little slower these last few evenings, Mother. I've known him to walk with... to walk with tiny Tim on it. Very fast indeed. So have I, Mother. But he was so light to carry. It was no trouble. No trouble at all. Oh, hush. Here comes your father. Father. Father, darling. Oh, sit here, Bob. The tea's ready.
7: Yes. I... I went today, Mother. I had to see. Today? Yes, my dear.
8: I wish you could have come. It would have done you good to see how green a place it is. Oh, but we'll go often. We promised him that. My little child. My
2: tiny Tim. Spectre, take me away from here. I can bear this scene even less than the last. Oh, why must they take tiny Tim? We pass through the deserted streets. We stand before an iron gate. It's a churchyard, wretched and overrun with weeds. Surely, a Spirit, a man may change his end. If he changes his way of living, you point to a headstone. The letters are so overgrown, I can't read them. I can only feel... Yes, I... I, I feel out the letters. They spell Eb- Ebene... Ebenezer Scrooge. And I am that man who lay dead and deserted. Oh, no, Spirit, hear me. I'm not the man I was. I will change, I promise. Only tell me I must punch away the stone. Tell me, tell me. Why? Why, it, it, It's daylight. This is my bed and the curtains the curtains they're still here i'm alive i'm alive heaven and christmas time to praise. but wait i must dress i must hurry i have things to do i'm as light as a feather as happy as an angel as merry as a schoolboy i don't know what day it is i don't care hello hello bells church bells oh glorious glorious open the window screws let in the sun hey there my lad what's today
4: today why it's christmas
2: christmas Then I haven't missed it. Oh, glorious, glorious. Hey there, my fine fellow. Do you know the poulterers in the next street that won? I should say I do. Intelligent boy. Do you know if they've sold the prize turkey?
4: No, sir. It's hanging there now.
2: Good. Excellent. Bring it here and I'll give you a shilling. Yes, sir. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you a crown. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll send it to Bob Cratchit. He shan't know who sent it. Where's my muffler? Where's my hat? Here we go. Hey-ho for the mistletoe and the holly. Oh, it's good to be alive. Ah... Ah, the good clean air. The sun on the snow in the knocker. Same old knocker. Good old knocker. Ah, here comes the turkey.
9: Yes, sir. Less than five minutes.
4: Splendid,
2: splendid. Fine. Here's two crumbs.
4: Oh, thank you, sir. And Merry Christmas. Merry
2: Christmas. Bless us. Merry Christmas. Uh, here, my boy. Uh, take the turkey to this address, will you? Yes, sir. Dear me. Oh, dear me. I'm quite out of breath. Ah, now. Now to drop in on Fred. Hello. There's the fellow that was collecting funds last night. I, I think I'd better say a word to him. My, uh, uh, my dear sir... A uh, Merry Christmas. Why, why can it be, Mr. Scrooge? Yes, I, I, I fear I wasn't any too pleasant yesterday. I'd like to make amends. Here, um, will uh, will this help? Lord, bless me. My,
7: my dear Mr. Scrooge, I, I thought... Uh, are you serious? Uh, back payments,
2: my dear sir. Back payments. Uh, come and see me again. Indeed, I will.
10: Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge.
2: Merry Christmas, my good man, and many of them. Ah. Now for Fred's house. Oh, dear me, I'm all of a flutter like a girl at a first party. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh dear me, dear me. What lovely weather. What charming people. Yes. Ah. Here it is. Pretty little house. Nice crisp curtains. She must be a good housekeeper. Someone's coming. Oh, dear me, dear me. I am nervous. Fred! Merry Christmas! Why, bless my soul, Uncle Scrooge! I am. Um, I've come to dinner. Will you, uh, will you let me in? Let you in? Well, I should say. Oh, you so. need not shake me arm off. Come in, come in, Betsy, Betsy. It's Uncle Scrooge. Come to wish us a merry Christmas. Cratchit's not here before me. No. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Good. The office is empty. Oh, what a splendid dinner. What a charming wife Fred has. I really must do something for him. Ah. Here comes Cratchit now. All wound round with his white wool comforter. Good old Bob. Oh, so there you are. Late as usual. I'm sorry, sir. Indeed I am. Do you know what I'm going to do? Oh, please, sir. I'm, I'm going to raise your salary. Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bob. I'll raise your salary, oh, No, and you no, no I help your family. Bob, my good, my excellent old fellow. Oh, dear me, Mr. Scrooge, I, I don't know what to say. I, I do believe I'm, I'm crying. Why, bless me heart, Bob. So, uh, so am I. Good old Bob. I can only say thank God for Christmas. This is the happiest day of my life.
0: A Christmas Carol, starring Basil Rathbone, that was recorded in 1942 on 78 RPM, and was later re-recorded on 33 and a third, which my folks had when I was a little kid. And that wraps up, OK, boomer, for the special Christmas edition. Join me next week for a special New Year's edition. All the best incidents, the best news stories, the best bloopers the best COVID brain fog and everything else. That'll be next week at 10 o'clock on OK from WDBX. I'm Robert Rickman. Have a very good rest of the week and a Merry Christmas.